It's the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast from the man that brought you RickyStokesNews.com. Yeah, that Ricky Stokes. Plain and simple with just the facts. Because if you know Ricky Stokes, you know he'll call hogwash when he sees it. Yeah, that Ricky Stokes. And now, here is Ricky Stokes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to the 12th uh, podcast for Ricky Stokes News. I am calling you out podcast. First, I want to encourage you, write this number down, 334-790-1729, 334-790-1729. Text Ricky. When you see your so-called leaders, I don't call many of them leaders because they're not, but when you see the folks in political office and public office out and about and around in town and in restaurants and, and driving up and down the road, snap a picture and text Ricky. Let me know what they're doing, who they're meeting, because you never know. I have found that today we have a lot of secret underground government in Dothan, Alabama. They're trying to hide, trying to hide things from you, trying to hide from the public. And we got a county administrator that cannot understand what we need documentation with items on the agenda. Apparently, he does not understand that. I don't know why, because Peter Covert is a smart guy, but he can't figure out when I ask for documentation with the agenda items, not just a one-page agenda. He goes, duh, what are you asking about? Hogwash, boy! Understand it. Look at Dothan.org about what goes with the agenda item and provide it and quit hiding from the public. I call hogwash covert. I call hogwash on you, Brandon Shoup. Provide the documentation. Take the pictures. Send it to us. If you see an accident, send it to us. You see the SWAT mobiles going around the circle or going through town, text me. Let me know. I am only as good as you let me know. But when you see these folks out, and listen, if you work for the city of Dothan and you work around or near Todd McDonald planning whatever he is uh, that worked with the city manager before he came to Dothan, and Devick McKay, who's the personnel director, take pictures of them. Send it to me. Also, do not trust it. If you work there, in my opinion, you do not trust them. They make things up. They make major offenses out of other and it's hogwash what they do. And how Delvick McKay can stand in the pulpit and preach on Sunday and do what he's done to some city employees, he needs to have the living snake knocked out of him. Nicely, not physically. Okay, Delvick, I'm not talking about somebody coming in and hitting you. I'm talking about them putting their foot in you. But it's hogwash what you're doing. And if you're going to stand in the pulpit on Sunday and preach God's word, then you need to walk the walk. And what you've been walking is not walking the walk of what you have done to some employees. It should not be allowed. You should not do it. You should, you should be kicked out of office on that Cadillac Escalade that you're driving. This is Ricky Stokes. I'm calling you out podcast. We'll be right back.
You're listening to the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast. And you can call Ricky out anytime at 334-790-1729. Or email Ricky at rsn.news109 at gmail.com. Welcome back. Number 12 podcast, Ricky Stokes. I am calling you out. Ladies and gentlemen, last week or two, I noticed in the headlines that Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall was named Crime Stoppers Man of the Year by some group at Alabama. And one of the reasons, or the main reason, is because of him prosecuting uh, the Hollett Beasley murder case in Dale County, Alabama. Here's something I want to say, and I want to say it's hogwash the way they treated this guy, and uh, somebody needs to fire slapped out of him. I'm, I really don't have any use for Steve Marshall, okay? So, but I'm not really talking about his award other than they give him an award because he did his job as a prosecutor and prosecuted a case. But the city of Ozark treated a man wrong, and his name is Marlos Walker. He was chief of police of Ozark, Alabama. When he took over as chief of police, Marlos blew the dust off of two files, off of cold case files. Okay, The first one, they had the wrong man for a while, but they Kirk Adams and Miss Helms, the prosecutor, uh, they uncovered it and got the right man. But if Marlis Walker, as chief of police of Ozark, who came in as chief, had not kicked the ball, dusted the files off, and started looking at them again and had more eyes looking at them, and, and he sobbed it. And a girl who thought her daddy had murdered her mother all of her life found out he had not murdered her mother. Okay, can you think of what the relationship was with the father and daughter over all these years thinking you murdered my mother and come to find out he did not murder her mother and the right person for the charge is in prison today. McCraney was convicted. There's arguments. Some people say he did it. Some people said he didn't do it. But 12 men and women in the box in Dale County. And listen, there's a Dale County jury that made a decision that I stand by that was totally wrong on another case. So it's not that I always agree with the Dale County uh, uh, juries. But however, they did render a guilty verdict. And you're innocent, supposedly, in Alabama. You're innocent till proven guilty. Now, if you are somebody, a high-ranking official, you're innocent until proven guilty. If you're John Doe, you're guilty until proven innocent. So it depends on who you are, of whether and it's hogwash the way they do it, but that, that's just the name of the game, and that's just the way the system works. Uh, you know, Speaker of the House Mike Hubbard served over, I think, two sessions of the Alabama House Representative in making laws while he was under criminal indictment and was not removed from office until he was uh, convicted. But you take a young person that's charged with an offense, he loses his job, he's kicked out of school, all this type stuff, but you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, unless you're a school official. And if you're a school official, then you're innocent until proven guilty so you can keep drawing those six-figure dollars. But anyway, Marlis Walker kicked the dust off those cases and solved them. They had not been solved. Hollett and Beasley had gone 25 years the other one, I don't know how many years. And now today, in prison, two people set responsible for those murders. But when Mark Blankenship came on as mayor, he can say what he likes, okay, Mark? And I know you may call me and jump on me, but you can say what you like. You did not like Marlis, and you led the council who 
bow down to you for some unknown reason, and you got rid of Marlis, okay? Nobody has come out and complimented Marlis Walker for getting the dust off those files and getting those cases solved for the families. They want to praise Steve Marshall because he came down here and prosecuted the Hullett Beasley murder case, but they don't, they're not praising the guy responsible for kicking the dust off the files and getting both cases solved. And it just blows my mind. Uh, one person said he was a disgraced law enforcement. We don't know the reason that they wanted to get rid of him. I know this. When they first got rid of him, I said, wait a minute, uh, Mayor, isn't he uh, allowed certain due process? No, we did it right. Well, guess what? They did it wrong. They had to put him back to work, put him on administrative leave, and then allowed him to resign later because they screwed it up the first time because they were so hasty. But Marlis Walker deserves recognition and a Crime Stoppers of the Year because he dusted the dust off the files and they got convictions and solved two cold murder cases. And two of those victims were girls from the city of Dothan. One of them's daddy was a Dothan policeman that drowned when she was a little girl. And that's on Hallette. So, Marlis Walker, I'm giving you an award saying good job for kicking the ball. Also, good job to Kirk Adams and to Miss Helms that's in his office that that your trail that you started and they're digging and getting ready for trial helped go to the right person. But if you hadn't have kicked the ball, then those cases would probably still be open cases today. So good job. Marshall, thank you for, I guess, doing what you're paid to do and finally getting off your buttocks and doing something other than bingo. You're so focused on bingo and uh, just letting the Indians play and you go to Birmingham with all the crime in Birmingham. But no, you, you, you got your head up somebody on bingo. But, you know, I, I challenge you to why don't you take your folks and go to Birmingham and Jefferson County and see about getting that safe? Because my grandson had to go to Children's Hospital in Birmingham. Folks from all around have to go to uh, UAB in Birmingham. And they have a gun battle on Corvettes in the middle of the street where the Corvette hits the hospital building. And Birmingham is the capital murder of Alabama, besides the prisons in Alabama. You can't get them safe either. But anyway, you, you know, you, you vote, was given the crime stoppers. I call bah humbug hogwash. Y'all need to recognize Marlis Walker for the work that Marlos did. And he was treated wrong by the... Mark Blankenship, the mayor of Ozark, Alabama, and the city council of Ozark, Alabama, the way they did that man. And because of him, two cold cases in Dale County is solved, and the persons are in the Alabama Department of Corrections. So Ricky Stokes will be right back. This is the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast, available on his website at rickystokesnews.com, his Facebook page at Ricky Stokes News, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on the 12th podcast, Ricky Stokes News, I Am Calling You Out podcast. Today's headlines is former Auburn football player Robert Shiver helps bail wife who allegedly hired Bahamas hitman to kill him out of jail. Okay? And those are the headlines on Ricky Stokes News where we link to the New York Post. 
All right. But after I read the article and then I read the Tri-States Losers article and I read WDHN Ricky Stokes News Jr. Uh, website, because most of their stories come from Ricky Stokes News, uh, he really did not bail her out. What he did is, I have no objections to her having bail. And the Bahamas folks said, okay, she uh, can't leave the Bahamas. We're pulling her travel uh, visas or whatever that she can't leave the Bahamas. She's got to check in several times a week with the Bahama police, whatever they're called. I don't know. And I'm saying that derogatory. And she's got to wear an ankle monitor. Uh, what's, what's odd is they put her under a $100,000 bond, and her two accomplices were only under $20,000 bonds. But uh, anyway, uh, she's got Dothan-Houston County ties. Uh, she went to same school as I went to, different times, long different times, uh, in Dothan, Alabama. Uh, they're not proud I went to that school when they read my grammar. But anyway, she went to that school here. She was in the Miss National Peanut Festival, and she has ties here. Uh, to Dothan in Houston County. But the husband, uh, who has not really told his children yet because he can't think of the right way to tell them, he had no objections to her being released from jail. But the headlines is that he helps bond them out of jail. He does not help bond them out of jail. He just says, I have no objections from everything I can read and understand. There's a lot to this case. I was thinking about it the other day. I was talking to somebody about it. Uh, I don't know how the Bahamas folks have on technology of being able to tell on the text messages and when they were put on there and where they were at at the time that they put them on the text messages or the WhatsApp, which I don't, don't even know how to use the WhatsApp app. But anyway, uh, whether the crime occurred in the Bahamas or did it occur in Thomasville, Georgia, where she's from, because if if they're on the phone over there, was the plot conspired in the Bahamas or was it conspired in Georgia? And there's a lot of legal questions that's got to be answered on this case that uh, just don't take exactly everything that you're seeing right now that's being done and everything that's being said right now because we have no idea until we get into it exactly what the story is but the husband did not bond her out of jail the husband uh what he did was i have no objections to her getting out of jail uh sources say that in the bahamas she faces 30 to 60 years in prison but she's got to be convicted first and there's a lot of things, and again, one of the things that sticks out in my mind when I start looking at prosecution side versus defense side, and I kind of argue back and forth on both sides weighing things out, is exactly where was she at when those text messages took place? And that could play a key role to whether the charges are in Georgia or whether they are in the Bahamas. But anyway, she is... Uh, at last report, she had not made bail yet, but she is allowed to make bail with $100,000, uh, which won't be a problem, and the two conspirators at $20,000 apiece. Um, this is going to be an interesting case. It's going to be an interesting case to watch. It's going to be an interesting case to read about. It already is. Uh, a lot of people with a lot of questions. There's some discussions on uh, some private Facebook chatter going on where people are discussing the case because a lot of people do know her uh, from years ago and grew up around her 
and it's intrigued a lot of people. So we're going to be keeping an eye on this, but uh, the headlines, and I got to admit, they're on Ricky Stokes News because they came straight from the New York Post, is from what I read, he did not help bail the wife out. He just withdrew objections to her making bail. It's a totally different story. I want to remind you of something that came into effect Tuesday. Okay, this is a secondary offense, but uh, police can think of anything. I mean, your tag light's not working. You forgot to turn your blinker on to change lanes. There's a reason they can pull you over a primary offense. But a secondary offense, which means they got to have a reason, probable cause, to pull you over before they can cite you for this. But if they pull you over and you're smoking in your vehicle and there's a child in there 14 or under, or under the age of 14, you can be cited for smoking in your vehicle and fined up to $100. Now, that's fined up to $100. Now, realize probably in addition to that $100, I mean $100 comes court costs. You know, a speeding ticket in Alabama is $205. $20 is the fine. The rest is court costs. So I'm not sure if it's $100, up to $100 fine plus court costs. So that could be a $305 uh, ticket, not just $100. So I want to make you aware of that as you drive around. Also, another hogwash is what happened on this Carly Russell case up in Hoover, Alabama. I was asked about it that first weekend before she came out and all of a sudden showed up at home, what I thought about it. And I said, you know, I have realized that uh, with things, it's not always as it appears to begin with. And that turned out to be the case with Carly Russell, who said she saw the little one walk inside the interstate. And uh, it still has not been revealed, I don't think, exactly why she did what she did. Her boyfriend came out, you know, as, as he should to begin with, that he supported her, that she'd been through stuff and all that, that she told him. And then as it began to unravel, he went, hit delete, 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 delete off of Facebook. And bye-bye, baby. I will see you later. I am not going to hang around and I'm not going to be a part of this. And she has been arrested for false reporting to law enforcement, which is a misdemeanor. But uh, hogwash on what she did. Uh, she also hurt other people uh, in the future uh, that, you know, may be telling the truth. Or somebody that is missing that people don't go look for. Uh, so hogwash and, and double hogwash for what she did. That's wrong. Uh, we conclude today. I want to go hats off to Dale County uh, officials, Dale County Sheriff Mason Bynum, who just took office in January, Dale County Coroner John Colley, who just took office in January, uh, Dale County Deputy Coroner Adam Brom, uh, who helps John Colley, the Ozark Police Department, Aaliyah State Bureau of Investigation, Saturday in a very bad situation when the dogs viciously attacked the man in Ozark. Uh, about 9.15 when the call came in, uh, the sheriff had concluded things and sent out a press release at 1.53 a.m. on Sunday morning. Had been with it all day at 9 in 100-degree weather and stayed with it, investigated it. The sheriff got the family, brought them up to the sheriff's office, let them watch the video, and they're still conducting their investigation. So, but hats off. I mean, that was not on the list of the things for the sheriff to do, but Mason Bynum personally, his chief deputy personally, the men and women of the sheriff's office, uh, John Colley and his deputy coroner, uh, they all worked the case, as well as Ozark, to try to get to the truth of what happened. There's still questions to be answered, and there's still continuing investigation. Then on Sunday, uh, Coffee Springs, 
the Geneva County Sheriff's Office gets a report of a six-year-old missing. And as the sheriff is rolling, as Brian Smith, the emergency management director, is rolling, and the sheriff of Geneva County's Tony Helms, as, as they're both rolling, they're rolling the Coffee Springs Volunteer Fire Department, Aaliyah Troopers, two to four troopers roll. I want to commend Trooper Jenka, uh, Jennings, who used to be a Geneva County deputy and is a Aaliyah Trooper. Uh, I heard him when he went out of service for the night like it was at 7 o'clock, and he said, but mark me off the time sheets at 5 o'clock. He gave two hours of his own time of helping with this case and helping to find the child. And he went above and beyond the call of duty and not watching the clock and not on the clock, and he had him take him off the clock at 5 o'clock, but he didn't go home till after 7 p.m. The horse posse from the uh, Geneva County Sheriff's Office, the Houston County Dive Team, the Op Dive Team, uh, the men and women who searched the woods, the sheriff sealed off the parking lot. They searched the cars. Nobody allowed to use the phone without it being on speaker and a deputy there because they were ruling out if he's in the woods, if he's in the water, or if he was kidnapped. But they did very good. I heard them when they started calling people out. Uh, response uh, kind of a little bit delayed. Question when the 911 call came in. But anyway, they, uh, they, as they were rolling to the scene, they were rolling resources because everybody's not just standing by on Sunday afternoon waiting on something to happen. But they did a very, very, very good job. Unfortunately, the results was not what anybody wanted. It rips your heart out that a six-year-old drowned and lost his life. But the response from the Geneva County authorities and combined agencies, hats off to you, uh, what you did in Geneva County, also, the Geneva County coroner, Donnie Atkinson, the way he handled everything. Uh, the man's very professional. He's very caring. He's very compassionate. And he did a great job of serving the family and ministering to the family, as did John Colley in Dale County. So hats off to them. Ladies and gentlemen, some of these are exciting. There's some days it's time to put the foot where it belongs in some of these people. And that's forthcoming on some other issues that we're watching and waiting to happen. And uh, sometimes it's a complimentary. It's not always about hogwash. Some of them serve with the right heart and the right reasons. And some of them serve it for themselves and what they get out of it. Um, so with that said, it's Ricky Stokes News. This is Ricky Stokes. Find Ricky on his website at rickystokesnews.com, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter. You can also email Ricky at rsn.news109 at gmail.com or text Ricky anytime at 334-790-1729. And tune in next time for the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast. Available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you find your podcast. Hogwash.